Welcome to the Pursuit of Relentless podcast. Super excited today to have Miss Suzanne Buchanan on our podcast. And this lady has an incredible story that she's going to share with you guys. She has a rare blood disorder that literally impacts everything that she does in her life. And what she's done is she's taken the problem that she has and turned it into an opportunity to help other people. And I think that that is beautiful. Her company's name is Carrot Internatural, and she is connecting people through coaching and helping other people also in natural supplements and fitness and just trying to help them coach them through the mindset of being sick and what it can do for their bodies and how they can fix themselves. So welcome to the podcast. Super excited to have you here. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm thrilled. We're going to have a good time. I agree. So tell us a little bit about your story. Sure. So um, I have always had health challenges since I was little. I was kind of uh, deemed the sickly child, always was in and out of doctor's offices, hadn't so many things go wrong. I was always coming down with colds and flus and things like that. And finally, we went to a specialist that had heard of a condition that kind of mirrored some of the symptoms that I was having, but it was very, very rare. And so I went through testing, finally was diagnosed when I was in maybe the fourth grade. And they realized I did have this very, very rare blood disease in the city I was in, which was over a million people. There were only five people in the history of the city ever. So finding a specialist in it was very difficult. There are to date, perhaps only five specialists in the entire world that have significant knowledge about it. And the condition affects my immune system, my skeletal system. It affects my lungs, my connective tissue. I have glaucoma. I'm osteopenic as well. And there's just so many other uh, scoliosis, everything. So so many things that go on in my body. And so early on, I was kind of given a choice of either abide by very limited counsel from people who had limited insight or perhaps listen to them, but see what else I can do to make this life whatever it is I want it to be. And uh, it wasn't an overnight story, but thankfully I am so grateful. I've been able to have an amazing life, an amazing career. I'm a communication specialist, international communications. I've lived and worked in developing countries. I have started my own communications consultancy, worked for the United States Department of Justice as a mediator, and really been able to thrive despite any health conditions I face. Mm-hmm. So how do you go through your day-to-day when it comes to taking care of your health? Really, it comes down to, I think, three or four major aspects. Critical, I think, for anybody who's facing a chronic health condition or perhaps newly diagnosed is to develop the right mindset. You, whether or not you believe something is the exact reality that you're going to create. And so 
by me believing that I could do things, believing that there is a way, I have developed the belief that anything is possible. I overcome tremendous things and I believe in other people too. So I knew that they can as well. So I think mindset and belief is, is critical. Nutrition is equally critical. I would not be here if it were not for the life-saving practices I've adopted in caring for my health through nutrition. Food is medicine. Food can heal. And while nutritionists might be able to give you baseline directions that will help you kind of get to that average healthy level, very rarely do they understand the healing properties of specific foods. And that information is out there and ready for anyone to discover. So I think nutrition is also key and fitness as well. Fitness is so important to have a healthy lifestyle to keep in shape. It boosts your immune system. It helps strengthen your bones, your musculature. It's great for your mindset as well. So I can't even dial down enough on those three aspects. How have you found that it is to like consult with people and their struggles in their environment when you're at a place where you've taken all of this knowledge and you've actually had to dig in personally to how it's going to affect you and what is going to happen to your body because it is such a rare condition. But you let me know that you did a ton of research because you had to, you don't have a choice. And it's all out there waiting for people to look it up. But why don't people actually go about trying to resource versus just going to a doctor and listening to them and just doing exactly what they're telling you to do type thing? Yeah, I think part of that is culture. I think we're really taught that doctor knows best. And to be honest, every doctor that I've ever met they do go into their profession to heal, to serve, and to help people. And so I think that they play a critical role in society. That being said, they're not omnipotent. They don't know everything. And our bodies and health are not an exact science. We are all beautifully unique and wonderfully made. And I think it's up to us to kind of take ownership of our lives, of our trajectory, not just in our careers and in our relationships, but our bodies. This is all we have and it's got to last. So I think that critical piece comes down to, to taking ownership and perhaps moving beyond fear. People often think that you have to choose between a natural path and Western medicine, or if you do something that it will interfere with your medicines. You know, there's a lot of conflicting information out there, but there are resources out there that help you really just unravel all of those mysteries. Uh-huh. Yeah. So just look it up. Really. Get yes. curious. If somebody tells you that there's a limitation on you, how do they know you better than you? If somebody says you can't do this or this isn't meant for you or somebody in your condition really shouldn't X, Y, Z. I think it's up to us to really look inside of us. We know ourselves. We know our potential. 
And if it's something that you dream of, chances are it's meant to be. Yeah. I don't think that those dreams come from, from, you know, from thin air. I think that that's perhaps a signal from our destiny's calling. Mm-hmm. I have some very sick people in my life that I want to help so badly, but I find that they, most of the time they'll listen to the doctors. And when the doctors are telling them, Oh, you can't do this, or you can't do this, or you have to be on this medication. I'm sitting here going, you know, if you just went and exercised and took care of your body, you'd be in less pain and you wouldn't need those medications. Right. But instead they just prescribe them painkillers instead of helping them build the muscles. And it's so crazy to me. Like one of my best friends has kidney disease and she can't have green tea. She can't have grapefruit. She can't have all of these things that are really good for you because she can't get too healthy or it'll kill her kidney. So it's such a, uh, it's a vicious cycle, but at the same time, she reevaluates and looks at what are the things in her life that make her feel better? So whether that's okay, I take my dogs for a walk or I don't eat grapefruit, for example, or, you know, I avoid milk or something along those lines. How do you find that that impacts people that you've been dealing with? And you're asking about when the doctors say one thing, but they, they know what makes them feel right. Yeah. For all of us, it's really the path of understanding your own potential. And while it's important to do what feels right, there's a difference between what is good for you and what feels good. Sometimes Uh, exercise doesn't always feel good. You don't always want to do it. And, you know, maybe I remember when I first was changing my diet, it was so interesting because I hated the taste of the things I was eating, all of these healthy things. And I thought, this is like, I felt like, you know, do I have to force myself into something? But what happens is you find yourself when you're, when you wade into that new territory when it's healthy and right for you, your body adapts. And so because I felt so amazing from the changes I was making, it becomes this self-fulfilling prophecy where you start craving the things that make you feel good. Uh-huh. And so, celery and now I just crave it. All yeah. the time. Like I hated it. Like I would pick it out of foods and now I eat it all the time. Yes. In fact, celery was one for me too. So all kinds of different things that I, you know, my mom, once she saw the way I was cooking and she was like, are you my child? (laughs) This is what it is. And so growing up, she had a very like home cook, home cooking philosophy. And as an adult, I've taught her how to revolutionize her diet for health. And she eats so much healthier now. So, um, you know, it comes full circle, but I think it's also the disciplining ourselves into those actions and then it becomes habitual and eventually it becomes just part of our life. Uh Yeah. You adapt to your habits, right? Yes, exactly. And it is a, it is work at first. It has to be, you have to set your intentions and dial in that mindset. And it's not an easy task for people who have, very serious chronic illnesses 
because so many things might set them off. They really have to go through an elimination process to really discover what those triggers are. It's difficult. And especially people with autoimmune issues, there are many food triggers. There are several, maybe six very popular specialized diets that people are recommended to follow. And they have to figure out what's working for them because we are not cookie cutter bodies. We're all unique. So, yeah. Do you think that most people with chronic illness or um, chronic pain, for example, have very similar mindsets when you first meet them? I've met people with all different ranges. I think that the most common denominator I see or, or the, the categories I see are people who are either newly diagnosed and they really need just some resources to help them orient and get in the right mindset to manage it. I think that's where I can offer the most value because when you set up those essential habits or for people who are just feel overwhelmed and trapped, that's another strong area where I could really help because it mindset is everything, but mindset doesn't specifically heal. It gives you the strength to make the changes that do help heal and help you figure out what works. It's, it's not easy. And, you know, those relationships, for example, with healthcare providers for me have evolved from them telling me what to do to them asking me what I think I should do. And then from them asking me for their other patients, what supplements they think are best for certain conditions. So that's so cool. It's so interesting. And I'm, I'm honored that that I have some really amazing medical professionals that are, that care for me, but um, to hear them asking me, it, it just shows and, and in private, they'll tell me, don't stop what you're doing because we can't replicate. We can't do that for you. Mm-hmm. So. Well, it's so crazy to see how, well, let's not even start talking about the opioid <laughs> epidemic that's happening. But so many people don't see a problem with taking prescription medications because, oh, my doctor gave it to me. But they don't understand. Maybe they don't understand. It's not that they don't understand. But maybe they don't understand the difference that something natural could do for their body versus taking something that is a drug that's going to potentially cause them weight gain or heart attack or stroke or something along those lines. And I found for myself personally, I don't even take Tylenol. I'll go drink some water because I know if I have a headache, it's probably because I'm dehydrated. It's not because there's tension in my body. And if there is my body, I need to go lay on the floor for a minute, you know? Yeah, it's true. And once you learn to listen and you learn those tips, we've all heard the disclaimers at the end of television commercials for any kind of prescription medicine. And, you know, they have to talk a million miles per hour because if they slow down, you will freak out. This, I mean, stroke, near death, incident, everything that those side effects. Blood clots. 
real. You're like, how do you die? For real. I'm like, what is happening? Why would anybody put that into their body? Yes. Uh, so I wish somebody made a mix of all of those side effects. I mean, it's it's incredible. And so when our trusted medical providers prescribe those things to us, they're telling us that they don't have a better option or that there's somehow an incentive for that prescription to make its way into our body. And, you know, most of us, if we're not aware, we should learn that the majority of medical professionals have less than like 24 hours of training on nutrition. They don't go through nutrition training. They don't have that information and certainly not on foods that heal, medicinal qualities of food, let alone supplements that have been used by in different cultures for thousands of years. Uh-huh. That information is real. It exists. And, you know, not every single person can be wrong. So we really have to open our, our eyes to that. And I think that's one way where I think we need to really open ourselves to what other cultures are doing, what other countries are doing, because we are, we don't have all the answers. Mm-hmm. I have a friend who takes this supplement called Herataki, and she said it's fixing her appetite problems. Like she's losing weight, healthy. Uh, she's got less inflammation in her body. She's in less pain. And all of that is because of this powdered root that she's been taking, that they've been taking for like hundreds and hundreds of years yes. tastes terrible. Yes. <laughs> terrible. However, it really does help. Like, yeah. and she's older, right? So she's like, I don't want to take medication. She's in her sixties. She doesn't want to be on pills every day. And I mean, some people have to be on medication. For instance, my friend, I was just telling you about who has kidney disease. If she wasn't taking her anti-rejection drugs, she would die. Like legit. Absolutely. Yeah, but you have to be on some things if you're critically ill. But people don't necessarily need the painkiller side of things uh, unless they're in excruciating pain. And then they need to ask themselves, why? Why am I in so much pain? Right. Right. And that's that's the whole thing, Uh, especially people jump on the CBD train while CBD is excellent for pain management. It actually physically does not reduce inflammation. And so it it inhibits the pain receptors. So it's very important for people to understand that so far, they've not been able to prove that it even addresses the inflammation, which means the source of the problem is still there. So I'm I'm not anti-CBD at all. I mean, it has benefits. I know people that take it for PTSD, for anxiety, uh, even for pain management. It's fine. But don't stop there. And as far as chronic pain, again, 99% of the time, it's caused by inflammation. And that means there's some tissue or some kind of obstruction or something going on that's reactive that's causing that. And so you have to get to the cause. And we just don't go deep enough in Western medicine to address those issues. Do you find that most of it's food-based, like most of the inflammation issues? No. I mean, people have structural issues or disease things. It, it doesn't, I mean, 
Food can definitely help inflammation, right? If you do an anti-inflammation diet, for sure. But that doesn't mean that it caused it. So I think that's that's very different. Um, for example, I if I have uh, oh my my right knee has like really like no cartilage left, so I'm bone on bone, and that's going to cause inflammation just by friction and pressure. So how have I been able to maintain exercise and things like that? I take an herbal anti-inflammatory and it's a phenomenal product. I've been on it for maybe 15 years. And, you know, when I go off of it and try to find alternatives, they don't work as well. So, um, you know, that's something that I, I wish I could do it only through diet, but it's not happening. Everyone's body's different, right? Totally, totally different. Right. And the doctor and I was like, you know, can I get a replacement cartilage? And he was like, no, dear, that, that ship has sailed. So, okay. So we deal with it. For now, right? For now. Right. Just a long way. I don't have pain. I can run. I can do yoga. I don't, I'm good. Yeah. Um, That's beautiful. So where do you see your business going? I really feel strongly about being a resource and reaching out to the chronic disease community. The steps that I've had to take, the steps that all of us have to take to really learn to thrive, if we're going to thrive, having serious health conditions, it's crazy. It's a lot of work and it's lonely. And so there are there's one great community out there called The Mighty that's been fantastic resource that has brought people together in the chronic disease community. But I want to go a little bit deeper and really reach community with solutions on nutrition, on supplements and mindset. That's, of course, the key to the coaching that I've done as well, is bringing people through those kind of the three stages of mindset, what are the skills you need to navigate, you know, facing serious health conditions, and then what are some tools, some really great life-sustaining tools that help you that are online and, and free as of this time. But I also see this bridging cultural divides because all of the, I would say the majority of the natural supplements and information we have even some of the food that we use to heal, a lot of that knowledge comes from other cultures, from other countries. And so I really see this moving towards health diplomacy. And I feel like there is, this is a road to bridge for many countries that don't have developed medical care, as well as in the US, um, we are woefully ignorant of natural solutions and natural health. Germany has a leg up on us. Europe has a leg up on us. India, they have the fantastic Ayurvedic system, Chinese traditional medicine. Uh, they know what they're doing and they have so many solutions. So I, I want to be that bridge. Cool. So where can people get access to your content and your information? Sure. I have uh, Facebook as well as Instagram. You can find me at Red Carrot, R-E-D-K-A-R-A-T, me personally. Um, and then I also have Carrot International. You can find me on 
Facebook, Instagram, everywhere else. Cool. That's very cool. Thank you very much for helping people. Man, I think it's such a massive shift that you can make in people's lives if you can teach them how to be in less pain. If you can teach them how to help themselves get to a better place, even if they are doing okay, you can always do better, right? Who wants to live okay? I don't want to live an okay life. I was born for more. You were born for more. Never stop it okay. Never settle, right? Yes. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. I really appreciate your time. I'm super excited for people to get to reach out to you as well and meet Carrot Internatural for sure. Uh, so thanks again for taking your time out. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Bye.